How you doing? Good evening. Uh, this is Greg, and this is the Absolutely Live interview. I am your creator and host, and today on our show we have an unbelievable magician and uh, slash he's also a police sergeant, and his name is Jimmy Rook. He's the fabulous Jimmy Rook. So uh, I'm very excited to invite him onto our show. Uh, he and I have known each other for quite a while. Uh, it's been probably about 20 years, I would say, close to 20 years that uh, he and I have known each other. And I'm really excited for him to be on. I will ask him questions about his career, questions about him being a police sergeant, things like that. And uh, as always, I really want to be sponsored by Hint Water. So I actually sent an email to the people at Hint Water. <clears throat> and I asked them to watch the show. <laughs> so I'll see what happens regarding that. All right. Um, I'm just going to chill out here for a minute and uh, wait for a couple of folks to join. Heather, I see you sitting there. Hang on. Uh, Jimmy Brooke will be here soon. And then we'll get going on. I hope that uh, you guys have been uh, watching my shows on um, some of the other outlets like YouTube and also uh, Spotify. You can listen to it on Spotify. Uh, you can listen to it and watch it here on Instagram. And I'm just really thankful that um, I've gotten some really good positive feedback from people that have been watching the show. Um, I get emails all the time um, and messages all the time. So I really appreciate you guys. I hope this thing takes off. I'm having a good time doing it. And, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and see if Jimmy Rook is available here. And we'll go ahead and start talking to Jimmy Rook. Uh, let's see. All right. Jim Rook's been invited, so we'll see what's going on. Uh, hopefully, you guys are all doing good. And next week, we also have a great show coming up. I'll talk about that a little bit later on once we're done talking to Jimmy Rook today. I uh, hope everyone's having a good weekend so far, or had a good weekend. It's Sunday night. Um, so let's go ahead and do that again. Invite him one more time. Oh, there he is. You there? <laughs> I am here. Are you coming to me from work? I am coming to you from work. I am here. I am. I'm, I'm, I got my radio and things, and uh, it's a mess. But yes, I'm here and coming from you right from live from my office. Very nice. I like your office. I can't really see it that well, but it looks like it's nice. <laughs> so, um, where are you, Jimmy Rook? There you are. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Jim Rook's the I champion. He's the WWE champ. <laughs> That's right. Look at you. Three stripes and all. I love it. The belt. Yeah, well, right? you know, you never know when you need the belt. Yeah. So how's it going? It, you know, listen, it, it's great. It, it's great. Yeah, I show up to calls and I throw that thing over my shoulder and people are like, oh, my God, this guy's crazy. He thinks he's a world champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I think we lost him. And let me invite him again. You know, you never know what technology, right? All right, so I invited Jimmy Rick again. I'm here. I don't know are what's you, going on. Are you back? That's all right. I'm back. I'm here. I see your, so I see your face, you but you're frozen. Oh, can you see me? <laughs> I can see your face, Moving. but you're frozen. Okay, no, I don't on. see you yet. Let me, let me see if I can okay. do this again. Hang on, hang on. Okay, all right. Hang on, let's see. Maybe shut yours off and then come back. Like maybe uh, get out and then come back. All right, hang on. In the meantime, all right. So Jimmy Rook's got his uh, outfit on. So he's his outfit, his uniform. Jimmy Rook is a police sergeant. I'll let him tell you more about that. But he's also a fabulous, uh, unbelievable magician who's been at it for a very long time. And we are going to talk about that. So, so far, thanks for the people that have joined in. Um, yeah, here we are. All right, you're back. Back. Can you see me? Can, can, am I, am I, I synced? Am I okay? All right, yeah, good. you're good. So, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, number one. It, and, uh, all right, my pleasure as well. Um, are you going to be interrupted or what? You're going to get a call? Uh, listen, <laughs> I, hey, if I, well, we got to be careful. My commander's now watching. But uh, if I get a call, well, that's fine. Right Listen, here. if you got a that's call, fine. you're bringing us with you. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, 
You can bring us with you. I'll dispatch you. Yep. To the <laughs> so Jimmy Rook and I, the reason why we know each other is because we used to work together a long, long time ago. He was, um, oh, there's your, I think that's your uh, sergeant. <laughs> no, that's, no that's I'm my, not giving that, you it. Oh, that must be a dispatcher. Okay. That so the reason why we know each other is because we used to work together years ago. Um, I used to work as a call taker uh, in a police department here in South Florida. And, well, I'm not in South Florida anymore, but over in South Florida. And uh, Jimmy Rook was a dispatcher there. So that's how we met. And uh, now we're coming full circle where I'm interviewing him. Um, and it's interesting, too. And we'll, I'll just get right into it. The thing I wanted to mention to you that was so memorable to me about us working together was because you were the magician, right? And people there who will remain nameless used to make fun of you. And it really bothered me a lot. And they would make fun of you trying to be a magician. I don't know how many years you were doing it before you started working at the police department. But I know that it was a significant amount of time. Um, you're a young guy, but, but a, a good portion of your life, you've been doing magic. And I'll let you get into that in just a minute. So I just want to kind of preface all this. So um, I left the police department. I went to a different police department in a different state. And Jimmy Rook stayed there. <clears throat> um, and he eventually wound up leaving to become an officer at a different police department northern in Northern Florida. So um, we've always kept in touch. We've always, you know, he's been a real good guy and a real good friend. And, and I've always been able to trust Jimmy Rook uh, with things. Um, he knows about my personal life, my, my background, all that kind of stuff. My, he knows my son and my ex-wife and, and so on and so forth. So anyway, so it's that kind of thing. Um, I know about his marriage and, you know, marriages and stuff. We've both been married multiple times. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's not get into that right now. But anyway, um, I am so, I just want to say to you that I'm so proud of you for never being discouraged by everyone there and other people, I'm sure, along the way that tried to discourage you from being a magician and tried to derail your career and your career choice of doing that and also being a police officer because I remember them also negging you out about being a police officer. Oh, it'll never happen. You'll never do it. Bah, bah, bah. You'll never pass the physical, all, all sorts of stuff. And so I'm really, really proud of you for coming as far as you've come. You're a police sergeant now. That is a big accomplishment. I just want to say I'm really, really happy for you. And also you have really come along as a magician. Um, you know, this guy's worked all over the country in the United States. I don't know worldwide, but I know that you've worked all over the country. And I'm just really uh, very honored and I'm proud to have you on the show, bud. So anyway, the floor well, is yours. <laughs> I am proud to be I appreciate it. You know, I mean, you're absolutely right. So I, you know, I started magic. You know, much like every other you know, kid or every other magician, I started when I was seven years old and I got a magic kit for Christmas after walking into, uh, what was it, the Coral Springs Mall, not the Coral Square Mall, but Coral Springs, what used to be uh, the charter school, turned into charter school. Yes. And they had a little small magic store in there that was like the size of a closet. And, and I saw the magician and I became enthralled. I want to do this. And I got a kit for Christmas that year. And then I never, ever put down a deck of cards ever again. I mean, I still have them with me. And, um, you know, so growing up, I knew magic was always kind of like a, a good hobby, but I didn't know it was could be a career. Um, and then I yeah. just, I, it became fun. And working in law enforcement, you know, as a, as a dispatcher, you, you know, it can be very stressful. So, Doing magic was always my passion. I got to entertain people and make them laugh and smile and take away any negative emotions that they had, or at least suspend reality for 60 minutes and just let them have a good time. Right. But yeah, there were a lot of naysayers that were there um, who, you know, you would say, you know, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. You know, you know, I, I was a yeah. birthday party magician. You know, hey, come and entertain. And uh, it was more of a babysitter. Right, put the kids in front of me for 30 minutes and you'll know, let the adults go drink beer. Um, exactly. right, what I found is I hated that. Yeah. Uh, I loved entertaining, and I, I mean, I love kids, don't get me wrong, and I love performing for kids and families. Um, yeah. but it's really a great, great show for everybody for everybody to have a good time. And I want it's a lot of interaction, so I, I need that participation. 
Right. Now, the show that you're referring to is um, just you can go ahead and talk about your show that you have up in Orlando. He's up in Orlando, yeah. Florida. So, yeah, so I'm here. So uh, which, again, kind of goes back full circle. So before I left and before I moved up there, actually, before I left Dispatch, I wanted to move to Orlando. I came to see a show up here and it was called at that point in time uh, Shazam. And it was located inside Wonderworks. Mm. And the great, great Brent uh, has been doing that show for 20 plus years, 22, 23 years. I think he's been doing it now. And I saw that. I said, man, I, I can do that. I can do that show. So after I moved to Orlando, yeah. years kind of went by. And I, I kept kind of putting my name in a hat, putting my name in a hat. And then what are we in 2022? So about six, seven years ago, seven years ago now, uh, Tony put online that he was looking for a film magician. It's the out of control magic comedy dinner show in Wonderworks, And I sent my uh, tape in. I said, Hey, I would love to do it. He gave me a weekend. And then I've been filming in for him ever since. So I'm there sporadically throughout the month. It depends. Some months I'm there more than others. Uh, this month is busy. I don't have any yep. dates just cause I'm chosen booked at other venues for March. And then April I have, uh, I'll be at the out of control show. Uh, there's for two private events, I think it's the 15th of April. Um, and then I, I don't have the rest of the schedule yet, but it's, uh, it's great. I've been like doing that for seven years and I absolutely love it. It's a great venue. Love the out of control show. If you're up in Orlando, jump online, the out of control, magic comedy dinner show, see what I'm there. Jimmy Rook, like I said, a couple times a month, but there's, here's what's cool about this show is there's so many great magicians that perform there alongside of, and fill in alongside yeah. of Tony. So there's TC Tahoe, who uh, is a world-renowned magician, Nathan Comarsh, who is out in uh, Hawaii right now performing for, um, uh, I, I can't think of the name of the resort, but he's in Hawaii performing a three-month contract out there. Scott Humston, who travels okay. the world. Uh, so it's, it's a, I'm in kind of a who's who of magicians, and, and there I am. Jimmy Rook is in the middle of it. Yeah. That's amazing. And you know what? I wanted to talk about the, um, the big gig that you got. I mean, not that that's not a big gig, but it is. The one that you're going to yeah. go to, is it Chicago that you're going to? Yes. So the Chicago Magic Lounge. So we'll talk um, about the background, like of how you wanted to do that and stuff. Like I'm interested. Yeah. You know, so, so one of the things that I've always said in, um, in magic, magicians, really good magicians, they will create an effect. Okay. And they'll create a, a trick. So, uh, you know, like this is a trick I'm working on, right? It, it, it comes in a box. This is a trick uh, by a guy named Joshua J, who's a world famous magician and is just an amazing mind in magic. Um, but you come up with yeah. the effect or they come up with the trick and they, they market it for magicians. And Joshua did a little different in, in his explanation, which was good. But a lot of magicians or creators, they will um, send you like stock pattern lines of, hey, this is the jokes and these are things we think you should use in right. this trick. And I bought a lot of various tricks from a great, great, great creator, a guy named Bill Abbott, who's here in St. Augustine, who is coming up with a show himself in St. Augustine. So if you're in that area, go see Bill Abbott. Um, but, and I buy anything he, he, uh, he puts out. It's like that meme, take my money. Like I want it. Or, yeah, I want to be the first in line to anything <laughs> he makes because quality material. But I felt like I was doing a Bill Abbott tribute show. I felt like every other magician that bought his things was doing the same thing I was. And although it was really good and the quality of this trick is great, I didn't think I in and of itself was unique. And I wanted to take that magic to the next level. And I think that's what, we're, you know, where I was kind of holding myself back. So when COVID hit, yeah. we had... Um, nothing to do. Everybody kind of went home. Turn my radio down a little bit. Everybody went home, so I, I couldn't perform anymore. So I reached out to a, a wonderful magician, Kayla Drescher, who is world renowned and is out in Chicago right now performing Magic and Heels. Um, that's the name of her show. So if you're there in Chicago now, please go see Kayla. Um, so I reached out because she put a thing on uh, online says, "Hey, if you are." a magician looking for some assistance and want to redo your act or whatnot, please reach out to me. We have nothing to do for the next two weeks. Here we are two years later. Um, so I reached out to Kayla and I sent her my stuff and she's a great podcast herself. Shazam. 
that's on all the major podcast platforms. And I reached awesome. out, I sent her my stuff and said, hey, this is kind of where I'm at. I, the, the material is great, right? The material is fantastic. But the routine in and of itself, there's, there's not a lot of originality. Um, what do I do? Okay. And she yeah. said, um, you know, should we started talking about kind of my life. And I, I'm doing this, I, I have my, my, my uniform on, because for the longest time, I never wanted to combine police work and magic. I wanted to keep it separate. Well, now that's exactly what I'm doing is I'm putting yeah. it together. And I'm kind of the human side of police officers through magic. So I tell people in my show, hey, yeah. I'm a cop, which is something completely weird. I went years and never did that. Well, now, no, I, I'm a police officer and we're going to have fun together. And that helps the audience see law enforcement officers in a different, different light. Right. For sure. Because I don't tell them right away. So when they come to the show, they're not coming to see the cop. They're coming to see a magic show. And then I kind of drop it on them about a quarter of the way into the show. So by this time they either love me or hate me. So when I tell my cop, it's not really going to affect what they think of the show from that point on. Uh, but not going with so far, I've had nothing but great reactions from it. So anyway, I digress. Uh, another great magician, uh, Carissa Hendricks, who performs as Lucy Darling uh, and just won Magician of the Year through the Academy of Magical Arts. She put online her set from the Chicago Magic Lounge and she made it available for everybody to watch on YouTube and said, it's my only, you know, it's something I can give back in the pandemic while we're in lockdown. Let's watch it. And I turned to my, my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. I turned to her and I said, I can play that room. I know I'm good enough to be in that room. It's just a matter of getting there. Yeah. So it was um, 21 months between that conversation and me doing my first show due to COVID of me working wow. with Kayla and working on routines and working on um patter and stories and tricks and she was a great coach in a way of like she didn't tell me hey this is what you're gonna do she just offered a lot of suggestions and mm -hmm. you know got me on that path where I, I knew the answer the whole time i just didn't know how to find it and she helped me find it um so now i'm looking yeah. at every prop every trick everything in a totally different aspect um now although the tricks or the effects may be similar to those you'll see other magicians do. The routines, the stories, the jokes, the truthfulness and the honesty behind them are unique yeah. to me. You won't see another tell that story. So after 21 months, I recorded uh, a show at the Out of Control show. And actually, I know I stand by, I can correct myself. I recorded a show at a, um, at a wedding venue. Uh, the wedding venue where I got married asked me to come in and do a show for their holiday party. So I recorded it and then I sent it to Chicago. Said, hey, look, um, here's my stuff. And that was the beginning of December. And I had it, I didn't hear anything for like four or five weeks. And then right after January, I got an email that said, Hey, the YouTube link doesn't work. Can you resend it? Or like have a nice video type of deal. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? So I fixed it, I resent it, and then I didn't hear anything for like three weeks. And then wow. I was starting kind of discouraged and this is like you know now uh two months ish two and a half months after sending them my tape i was at the out of control show doing a show and my phone was backstage and then when i got off uh, i got off done with the show and went backstage i looked at my phone i had an email from the guy from chicago says hey i want to talk to you are you free wednesday and i'm like oh my god okay wow this is either gonna go really good or really yeah to be hey <laughs> you know, we'd love you to come up or Hey, thanks for your, you know, your tape. We just don't have time. Or, you know, here's how you can improve, right? I didn't know what he wanted to say. So Wednesday night, I had already had reservations for a date night with my wife. And we went out. And uh, I love her so much because she's, she's so supportive. I was like lights on nobody's home. I was looking at my phone the whole night <laughs> waiting for the phone, right? Like, when is this guy going to call? And nothing. I didn't hear anything. And then I get home and I was discouraged and I'm like, man, maybe he just forgot about me. Maybe, you know, no news is good news at this point in time. And it was like 1130 at night, our time. Uh, wow. And my phone goes off and it's Chicago. And uh, the guy says, Ben Barnes up there, 
he said, listen, uh, he says, I'll, I'll cut straight to the point. First of all, thank you for taking my call. Sorry, I called so late. We just got kind of wrapped up here. We got busy. And they're open like five to midnight or five to two, depending on the week. So, you know, that's not unheard of for them to call like that late. So um, he said, I'll get right to the point. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was unique. I haven't seen a magician cop. Uh, and we want you to come up. How's April look for you? So, wow. Um, you know, I said, absolutely. I, I, 100%, I'll be there. And this is really kind of, you know, Greg, this is really that brass ring moment for me um, because, yes. you know, just, just what's today? So Friday, the Friday night, I got the, an email from Chicago and it says, hey, here's all of like your performance stuff. Here's your contract. Here's what we need from you. Go online. You need to upload your uh, photos to our Google Drive. And I, I stopped for a minute. And that's really kind of when it hit me it was just Friday. Because I jumped on their, their Google Drive and I had to create a folder with my name. And I looked at the, you know, maybe 100, 150 other folders that were there for magicians that had been performing there for the last five years. And it was really a who's who of magicians. Uh, for me, right? you know, there was Max Maven, who is a mentalist and has probably been on every TV show you could ever think of. And uh, if I said yeah, the name, you probably yeah, he was on Fresh Prince of Bel Air as a magician. Okay, um, Bill Abbott, the guy I was talking about, Joshua Day, Jay, who I just bought his trick, is right here. He's been there. Um, uh, Faye Presto, uh, Chris Hendricks, um, TC Tahoe, one of the guys I work with at Wonderworks. So it's really kind of a who's who of magicians. And now I see Jimmy Rook, and I saw my name there. Yes, and it was a really cool moment of, okay, this is real. Like this is it. Uh, I'm doing this thing, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say I've made it just yet, but this is that yeah. definitely that brass ring moment. So I am, I'm excited. I am, I would be lying to you to tell you if I wasn't nervous, but I am absolutely <laughs> nervous. Uh, you know, uh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm opening for somebody who was on Britain's Got Talent, um, was in the semifinals of that. So uh, she's performing for 30 minutes. I'm performing for 20 minutes. So um, it, it is a great, great opportunity. It was so cool about the Chicago Magic Lounge. And, you know, this is my first time ever going to go because I've never been to Chicago. Uh, they have multiple kind of bars inside of the venue. And you enter, enter mm -hmm. through a laundromat. And then oh, wow. um, you can go to the bar and there's bar magic. And then you go to the show. And there's tableside magic while you're waiting. And then an hour-long show. And then after that, if oh, you uh, purchase, like, one of the front row seats – you get to go to another show like right after. So it's a, probably a good three hour experience uh, of different yeah. magicians and different styles of magic. And it's amazing. And I'm just so honored to be bringing my style of magic there and also to be humanizing the badge while I'm there and getting the people of Chicago to see law enforcement in another, another, uh, another light. Absolutely. That's unbelievable. What a great story. Now, let me ask you this question. You, um, are you going to make a special show for this event, or is this something that you've been practicing you know, for, for months or years? So uh, I'm doing a, a, about 20 minutes of my, what I call adult show, right? So I, when I say adult show, it's not rude, crude, or offensive by any extent of the imagination. It's just adults tend to get the humor more than kids, right? So I kind of always yeah. compare it to Shrek, where kids like it because it's magic, adults like the humor. Chicago Magic Lines is 21 and up club because it's a bar. Um, so you can't get in if you're yeah. a kid. I actually stay corrected. 16 and up can go to the main show with an adult, a company, but they can't go anywhere else, right? So this is really yeah. kind of an upscale, nice night out. Like people dress up for everything. So I'm doing 20 minutes yeah. of my kind of tried and true material. Um, I have a, uh, a really cool routine where um, somebody's going to write me a ticket. And then I have another routine that uh, we're going to talk about your worst fears in life. Um, and then I have a routine. I won't go too much into detail about that one, but it's a very true story. It is a, um, it's not funny. It's very serious. Mm -hmm. it, it goes in the total opposite direction of everything else I do, but it has a really kind of powerful impact. And more importantly, it's a very true, true story. 
um, that we'll, we'll save the story for another show because that's a whole yeah. nother, whole nother one. I promise you on that. But yeah, that's uh, so I'll be doing those three tricks, uh, three routines. And I, I'm bringing my whole set because you never know, right? You never know what could happen when you're up there. Uh, right. Maybe you book something else or something on the way. I am, I'm driving. Um, most because I don't okay. fly. You know, uh, I've mm. been, I hate to fly. It's not the flying that bothers me. It's the falling 35,000 feet in a ball of flames kind of hurts me out a little bit, you know? Yeah. I get it. You know, my question is, you know, what if it's the pilot's time to go? You know, you're, you're kind of SOL at that point in time. So um, yeah. we're, I'm going to drive up. And also, if so, I'm, this is so big of an opportunity for me that I do not want anything to happen on the airlines with my luggage, right? Because my luck... I know. I'm going to get there and my show's going to be there. And I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. So, well, then you'd have to improvise, right? Ah, so there you go. Enough, I have a DVD uh, from Max Maven who has performed there called, um, oh, and I can't remember the name. What's it it's called? Uh, nothing is what it's called. It's called Nothing. And that's the concept exactly that you arrive to a show, your luggage doesn't make it. And now you have to go do a show with what you find at like the airport or at a Walmart. Yo, and could I do it? Absolutely could do it. Thanks to magicians like that who have kind of um, yeah. put things in my mind of, well, what would I do? But I, I, just, yeah. I don't, I don't want to risk it. So we're going to drive my buddy, uh, Rob Campbell, who I don't see uh, on here, but I'm sure he'll be watching a uh, playback. Uh, Rob's a, a, a cop yeah. here from Central Florida. He's a good, good friend of mine. Um, and he is driving with me. So we're going we're gonna to GoPro up our trip from here to Chicago. Oh, nice. Uh, and yeah, yeah this way. You know, yeah, there's bets of what city uh, I'm going to drop him off at and then just leave. And he has bets <laughs> how long. Other, but um, yeah, we're going to go to uh, Nashville, stop for a night in Nashville, and then drive through to Chicago. And on the way back, we're going to go through Memphis and stay in Graceland, and then uh, right. come back to. So we're going to little uh, nice little nice little trip there. It'll be good. Is your wife uh, able to make the trip or no? So yeah, she is thankfully. So what's going to happen is she's so she's a dispatcher. So she just started in communications, so a lot of time off. Um, but she's got enough days where she is going to fly up there because she's she has no fear of flying. She's going to fly up there right. on Thursday with a friend of ours, uh, Crystal. So Crystal and uh, her are going to fly up Thursday. So they're there for opening night. They're going to be there Thursday, Friday, and then fly home on Saturday. What was so cool is I have another friend of mine who was going to fly up on Friday with her brother and sister. So they're all coming fly up Friday and they're coming to the show Saturday and then they're flying home Very Sunday. Nice. I, every, nice. every night the audience, I'm going to see a familiar face there to support me doing the show. So yeah. that's kind of a so cool, you can focus on that. cool thing. Yeah. 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 I, you know, it just kind of takes that yeah. those nerves racks, you know. Because as a performer, you never you never stop getting nervous. You're always going to be nervous. It's just how you manage that nerves. Yep. Oh, you know, I had a friend of mine many years ago, Sean Goldberg. He used to help me out running my music when I would do shows down in Coral Springs, and we were yep. doing a show at a school for like a summer camp, I want to say, and um. Yo, know, Jimmy is my stage name. That's what everybody in the Mac world knows me as. But uh, we're backstage, and he calls me by my real name, and he says, "Can you bring Jimmy back because you're driving me crazy?" You know, and it's, <laughs> you know, I get, I get, hurt, but when it's time to go on stage, it's like that light bulb moment of, okay, time's up. It's time to go, and then we're going on, and then it's, we're, it's just on. You know, it's. It's like, you know, there's a, a specific song that I have that I play in my pre-show. And that's my, okay, it's, it's, I'm in the zone now. And then when they announce my name and I'm on stage, that's it. Game over. And uh, I'm ready. Uh, ready. I when totally, all those nerves go away. I totally understand that. Adrenaline. Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand that yeah. as I was um, a performer for many, many years. And, and uh, you know, being on stage when I'm in a band or, or when I was doing improv comedy, it doesn't make a difference. You know, it's like you always have those butterflies, even if you've done it a thousand times. And I must have done improv. I mean, I did improv for nine years. So I've been yep. in front of an audience for nine years. Uh, I can't even tell you how many performances I did. But every single time, every time, 
<laughs> I would have butterflies every time. And it never goes away. <laughs> I mean, no. it goes away. As soon as you open the first, you know, skit or whatever it is, then it's gone. You know, it's work, it's go time, you know. But there's always that that performance anxiety right before uh, you know, you hit that or or in a band setting, you know, right before I start singing, I'm nervous. But as soon as I start that first word, then it's all good, you know. So I totally relate. I get it. You know, so it reminds me very much of, you know, when I Alan, um, that was, where were we? That was in LA. And um, what's funny is they, they were filming it. And, you know, anybody who watches TV or knows reality TV show, you know, what you see, it's, it's not really real. Like, so I was filming in LA and they said, hey, we need to put over Chicago. So we're going to pretend this theater is Chicago. So make sure to mention Chicago at some point in time in your act and say, hey, you know, whatever yeah. it was. Hey, Chicago. So uh, I'm in LA and I, we were in the rehearsal and we were, I was doing this trick and I was rehearsing with Nick Cannon and I'm on the stage and I, I stopped for a minute. I'm like, Oh my God, like this is terrifying. Like I'm about to go on America's Got Talent. Oh my God. And then yeah. the call time came and you know, Hey, we're live. The cameras are on and there's, you know, 5,000 people in this venue in this arena that, you know, all eyes are on you now. It's like, okay, it's time to work. And it was great. And so I kind of compared yeah. it to the same thing because all those nerves, it was, hey, once they said my name, all bets are off. It's time to go to work. Let's do it. Let's have fun. And that's it. And that's what yeah, uh, either singer. And that, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it also it carries through to police work because, you know, I get an opportunity to present and travel and teach all law enforcement officers from across the world. And they can be a very tough crowd. But then once once you open your mouth yeah. and you start talking and teaching, it's like, okay, I got them. We're good. Right. Yeah. Now, I want you to kind of like, let's divert into that. Um, when you first became an officer, I mean, I know that you have, I know that you have all that experience as dispatcher. So how, how many years did you dispatch? Let's start there. Let's start. Actually, let's start at the very beginning of your career, um, your yeah. law enforcement career, which I believe you were a TAI or what we call a TAI. Um, so look, oh, yeah. we'll go back further. I was, I started actually as a police explorer. I, I was going to say an explorer. Yes. I was uh, 16 years old. So 21 years ago, I started um, volunteering my time as a police explorer. And I did that for a couple yeah. of years. And I got hired as a dispatcher. And I, that was in yeah. 2003. I got hired as a dispatcher. Mm -hmm. Right. I worked in dispatch from 03 to 05. And then I left 2005, and then I became a TAI in 2005, a traffic accident investigator, yep. And then That's I right. did that for two years, then back into dispatch in 07. Yes, And then That's right. stayed there until 2010, when I went to the police academy in 2010. And that's when I moved to Orlando, it was January, uh, February 2010, I moved to Orlando. So, and then I did, wow. went to the academy. Seminole State uh, Law Enforcement Academy, and then got hired by my agency January in 2011, because I'll never forget, it was 364 days that I did not have a job. Wow. Because I had a up for to last me one year. I knew I could make it for one year comfortably, and then I better have something. And I applied, yeah. applied, applied. No, you know, really wasn't getting anywhere. And then my agency hired me as a dispatcher. And I started 364 days after I left Coral Springs. I started here at my agency. Wow. And then I, I did that. Wow. And I, I was still up. And then I had applied down in uh, Palm Beach County as a reserve deputy. You know, my parents were still living down that mm -hmm. way at the time. So you know, a, a big deal to be able to go down there. And my chief, I told my chief, I said, hey, I want you to hear from me. Um, you know, this is what's going on. Uh, I applied. And he said, cool. Well, I support you. Great job. And then the next week, out of the blue, excuse me, he called uh, the dispatch center. I was on the radio. And he says, hey, uh, just curious, do, do you want to work here as a cop? And I'm like, um, yes. <laughs> yes. He says, okay, I'll be in touch. And then like two days later, the background investigator calls me. And He's like, this conversation never happened. Uh, I need you to meet me tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what am I, I need to bring all my stuff? Like, am I getting fired? Like, what's, what's going on? And he says, 
your name came across my desk from the chief and you are, uh, you're taking the physical agility test in the morning. If you pass the physical agility test, he is going to move you to the road. And I said, wow, wow. that's unbelievable. Yep. I, I was so nervous coming in. I had no time to prepare. Like conversation happened at like five o'clock at night and I was going to work at like seven. Um, so I get, uh, I get to work. I did my uh, PAT test. I passed and then the rest is history. Wow. Amazing. So that's what, 11 years ago, right? 10 years ago? 11, 11 years. Ago. So yeah, I started. Amazing. That's incredible. Now, yeah, can you um, like take the sergeant's test yet? Or like, what are you, what's your, what's your focus? What do you want to do? Do you want to go further? So now I am a sergeant now. Oh no, I, yeah, I'm sorry. So, that's um, not what I meant. I meant captain. Sorry. Or whatever the next rank okay. is. Sorry. Okay. So, um, so actually, yeah. So my kind of goal is I'm very happy doing what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Uh, I have a great team that I lead and I get to do a lot of a lot of things. I have a lot of, the department has a lot of faith in me and the command staff specifically. And I really appreciate that. You know, I specialize in, in pair driving enforcement and that's really where my passion is um, in police workers in yeah. pair driving and you know, protecting the yeah. roads. Our, our assistance. And that kind of goes back to Coral Springs from a call that we worked. Uh, I don't remember. It was a, a double fatal on sample and Woodside. It was just by that McDonald's. There was two cars coming out of Sample and Riverside, and there were five yeah. kids in one car, yes. five teenagers in one car, and another was clock in yes. the morning. And um, yeah, I, it was, it was, I think it was six fatalities. Yeah. So uh, I remember having That's to call right. one of the parents the that kids, night. Yeah. And we, oh, yep, I said, you got to go to the hospital. I want to do that again. And so now my, my career yeah. passion as a police officer is taking pair drivers off the roadway. Um, so I get to do that. So I'm really happy. The one thing I never got to do is um, finish my education and get my bachelor's degree. That's one thing that's been that's eluded me. Well, I am proud to say by uh, June, the end of May, I'll have it. Uh, I'm in my last. Um, I'm taking an online uh, university, Columbia Southern University. Very I have nice. three more weeks of this semester, and then I start my last one more semester. It's my, it's eight weeks. And it's one class, and I'm done. So I'll have my that's bachelor's great. degree. Need to move up and the key to go to the next level. So I'll have my degree, right. and then I'll have that opportunity, if I want to be in command staff, that I can I can put my name in the hat. Uh, I don't know yeah. if right now, it's all an opportunity, if right now is the right time, um, but I know that at some point, yeah. I'm still young in my career, I'm 11 years in, you know, I don't want to be a sergeant for you know, the next 14 years. I do want to move up. It's just a question of is you know, when but at least I'll have that golden ticket, yeah. so to speak, where I can. Yeah. Right. Now, are you going to do 25 or are you going to do longer than that? No, I'll probably wind up doing 25 um, is what my, I'm thinking. And that, thankfully my chief. So when I got hired, my chief did me a big solid because the governor at the time was changing the uh, retirement system. And he was, it was going from 25 and out to 30 and out. So that was effective oh, July wow. 1st, 2011. My chief hired me and swore me in June 14th, 2011. So wow. I am grandfathered wow. in old systems, five and out. So uh, I, you know, I'll probably do 25 is where, what I'm thinking. Um, and I'll tell you, yeah. unless, uh, you know, an, another opportunity, you know, I'm not, I don't want to leave law enforcement. Don't get me wrong. I want to stay in police work. But I mean, if I had an opportunity to tour and travel and, you know, make a lot of money doing magic, I mean, that's something I would ab yeah. absolutely have to consider and, sit down and talk yeah. to my family about and what interest of them. And uh, that's yeah. the most important thing. And I, my wife would be extremely supportive of that. Uh, but you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not going to say no, it'd be a brass ring moment. You know, who knows? I go to Chicago and, you know, next thing you know, you're going to Nashville yeah. and Hollywood, you know, in my mind, there's only one other venue in the world that, you know, is bigger than Chicago. And I use the word bigger loosely because I mean, it's really 5149 type of deal uh and that's the magic castle in hollywood and um yeah i plan on sending my chicago tapes to the magic castle to try to get there that magic be Castle's, yeah that's like carnegie hall for a magician You're like you yeah. made it in the in the magic world when you perform at the castle so that do you know people that's my only friends of yours that have gone on to to do that yep uh so the a lot of the people at the out of control show 
you know, TC Tahoe and Nathan Comarsh, or or two of them are off the top of my head. They absolutely, they performed at the castle. TC was nominated one year and and he'll, he'll correct me, but I want to say he was nominated for every award that the castle had that year. He lost every award, I think, but the fact he was nominated in every category that they, and they do a big awards gal every year, (laughs) kind of like the Oscars. Right. Um, so yeah. he was there, uh, Akilah Drescher, who has been a big inspiration to me the last couple of years. She performs there regularly. You know, um, uh, and Jeff Kaler, who uh, is a friend of mine, he performs there regularly. So I do know people that perform at the castle. It's just I want to that, – that's my goal. I want to do that. And I know, I know I'm ready. I know I can. Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, knowing what I know about your, your shows, I know that you're ready. For sure. There's no doubt about it. I, I, in fact, I, hopefully you, um, hopefully they stream or they record, you know, the show that you're going to be doing or the shows that you'll be doing up in Chicago. Because I, you know, me personally, I'm really interested to see them. <laughs> we'll definitely be recording it. Um, I have to reach out. They, they actually supply a videographer there for you. Um, oh, nice. You, you know, let me phrase it. They've supplied the opportunity for the videographer, you know. And then um, I was just talking about it with my wife. Well, there are a couple of packages that we could pay for. What do you think? And, you know, I was going to go, you know, I was looking to save money. I was going to go to the lower package. And it was like two cameras and stationary and whatnot. And she's like, are you crazy? She's like, spend the money. Get a good demo reel. Like you could use, no. She's like, spend the money. Get the higher package. I'm like, oh. Well, yeah, you know, she's right. It's arm. an opportunity, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's what right. I Opportunity. And it's an investment into the opportunity. So yeah, um, we're gonna yeah. record it uh, at some point in time. We'll, I'm sure, uh, we will release it. It'll be on YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, or some something, because I want as many people as possible yeah. to see it, so that, God willing, uh, I get picked up to go somewhere else. You know, and absolutely, magical entertainment. Call me. Uh, you know that. <laughs> Do you uh, still? Is it JimmyRickMagic.com? Is that your website still? Uh, I changed it. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Magician Jimmy Rook. Uh, there is a website in the works. Uh, I don't have the I don't have the name of it yet. I just don't know it off the top of my head. Um, but the JimmyRookMagic.com was my website for many, many, many years. And then your know, police work became my focus versus magic. And um, yeah. I let it lapse. Uh, and now where I can kind of do both and balance both very well. And thankfully, I have a, a chief that is very supportive of that and supportive of my dream goals and me performing. Uh, so he lets me and gives me the flexibility to do both. And that's amazing. Uh, we're redoing the website with kind of that police theme. Uh, so it's in the process. So once oh, that nice. once it's done and it's up, well, we'll get all the information. But Facebook and Instagram at Magician Jimmy Rook. Uh, and that's where I'm at. I liked one of the pictures you had. I, I'm not sure if it was on your Instagram. In fact, I, go ahead. No, we're good. Another, good. It's another agency. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's so funny that we both stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dog, right? When a dog hears the uh, the bell like to eat, they're like, Burp. what? <laughs> um, I was saying, yeah, I saw, I think it was on your Instagram. Uh, it was a picture where uh, it had you, I believe, like this with your hand, and in the background, oh, yeah. it had the red blue light. Yeah, I thought that was a really good, a good touch. Yeah, so uh, my wife took all of those, and we did that uh, at a show. Um, and what was cool is, I'm not a big like editing person. I don't know much about it, but my, our PIO, who has also been a great supporter of mine, uh, I said, "Hey, how do I make like cool pictures?" And she's like, "Just go to Canva." I don't know anything about it. And I was able yes. to do the background on that on, on Canva. So, yeah, but she took that, she took that picture right. on, a, on an iPhone. Nothing crazy. Oh, very good. But yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's that, awesome, that was man. good. Yeah. Very good. Um, I wanted to see if there's anyone in the um, anyone in the that's watching this that has any comments or any kind of questions for Jimmy Rook. That's what I do at, like near the end of the show. Um, I always see if anybody has any questions or anything like that. You can just send them to me. Um, or you can just put them right on the screen. So I don't, I don't know how many people are watching because it says, I think it says three, but uh, in the past, my past interviews, it was lower. And then also I'm just getting wailed on with, you know, things. I'm like, wow, there's a bunch more people. So I'm not sure if that is an accurate count right up there. I, on the top, right. Out, yo, kind of uh, 
all, all thing. And I've seen a lot of familiar names, and some names I, I, I don't know. So I appreciate anybody that did watch uh, and, and tune in. Uh, I'm very, very thankful. You know, this is a, this is a, a lot of fun. I, I've been you know, really uh, happy talking and, and doing this. Yeah, it's really you good know, to see I, you too, I, man. I, I haven't seen you in so long. I know, and I, I'll tell everybody listening, right? One of the biggest things, uh, oh, thank you, Katie. You see that? I did not, I did not uh, pay her to say that, but I <laughs> One of my favorite Are sergeants, you, I suppose we'll keep him. <laughs> Katie, that was very nice of you. She's one of my favorite dispatchers in the world. So where I work Good. there, it's a um, populated area. And thankfully, we have a lot of cameras out in this area. So Katie is on the cameras all night long and is absolutely wow. another set of eyes and ears for the law enforcement officers out here because we could be outside and something else could be happening on the other side of the jurisdiction. We don't know about it. But Katie's on camera. And she'll call right away. Hey, I got this over there. And that's fantastic. So she yeah, is. And I'll put her over. She just won Dispatcher of the Year for my agency. Hey, so... congratulations, Katie. That's great. Congratulations. Yep. Listen, Katie, um, I understand what the job's about. I've done it myself. Um, I was a, when I left Coral Springs, I was a call taker. When I, when I left there, I left to go to the city of Charlotte, which is a million people. <laughs> And let me tell you something. I didn't stop from the minute I got done with training until the minute I left. <laughs> so I get it. So dispatching is <laughs> a really tough, uh, tough sport, let's just say, because it is a sport. So yeah. congratulations. That's a big deal to yeah. win Dispatcher of the Year. That's awesome. Very good. Yeah, she's great. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, you were talking about the jurisdiction. How large is that jurisdiction that you guys are a part of? So it really That's for my own knowledge. The way it works curious. is we have yeah. – 75,000 students that were or that are here, that's on our main campus. Uh, we're the largest university in the state, second in the country. Um, but we have like square miles on the east side of Orange County. And then we have, we're in the downtown area. So I have three parking garages, one, two, three, four, five, six buildings here downtown. And it's, you know, it's much more, you know, populated transit because people live down this way or they work, you know, where I'm across the street from all the downtown Orlando. So um, yeah. it's just people are around and, and walking all night long. So it, here it's not so big, but we have here and then a thousand feet around any of our properties. That gives us a, a larger jurisdiction. So it's not just like the building. So it's not like when I walk out of the building, okay, it can't be a cop anymore. No, I'm, I have all of this downtown area, but I'm just responsible for yeah. those buildings. If something happens in front of me, I'm going to take immediate action and I can affect the arrest or do what I need. Yeah. But I'm only responsible for taking the reports for the buildings. And, and Katie will tell you I am a, a, a shit magnet. Can I say that? I don't know. I, I just did. So, you know, whatever. You, you uh, do whatever you want. <laughs> yep. uh, and, and I'm always calling things out and things are always happening in front of me. That's just how it goes. <laughs> Wow, man, that's, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I think we're going to wrap it up, Jimmy Rook. Um, this has been really exciting. Actually, um, I, I learned a lot. I learned a lot, and I'm, I'm really glad to, to, to do that, um, things I didn't know. And so I appreciate it, man. I, I really do. Oh, well, it has been my absolute pleasure to be here. I am just extremely uh, – honored and privileged and i hope all your listeners had fun and you know I, there's only one way i think to wrap it up i believe you <laughs> and now you gotta and you gotta say you gotta say two words two words. magic always <laughs> two words, exactly exactly all right jimmy Ruck, thank you again i really appreciate it and uh if you want to dip out you can certainly do that katie thanks for joining our show tonight <laughs> Everybody else, thank you for our show. I appreciate it. <laughs> Katie, we'll have you on next week, okay? <laughs> Bye, guys. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. Take care, brother. <laughs> well, that was magician Jimmy Rook. Also, police sergeant Jimmy Rook. Um, Going to wrap things up now. I just wanted to say thanks, everyone, for being so supportive of the show. Like I said, I've been getting a lot of DMs about our show. And... Um, Really exciting. Uh, people are looking forward to the future shows that we have. Next week 
we have an unbelievable band. Um, this is a teenage band out of Los Angeles, California area. Uh, they're called Speed of Light. Uh, if you want to know more about them, just look them up here at Speed of Light. Um, they're unbelievable. You will be shocked and amazed at how talented this, this group of kids are. They're all brother, uh, two brothers and a sister. They're kind of a, coming up next week. I believe the week after that, we have international recording star and uh, recording musician, uh, unbelievable player. His name is Rudy Sarzo. This is a guy that played for Ozzy Osbourne. He played in Whitesnake. He also played for the Guess Who. Um, let's see, who else has Rudy played for? Uh, he's played for a number of different bands. Um, you probably have heard of him. I hope that you have. He's amazing, uh, an incredible musician. We also have um, Max Aceta. He is um, a local guy in Florida. Um, he's another great musician. Uh, we have Chris P coming up. We also have um, who else? We've got Reese Scruggs coming up. We've got a lot, a lot of great musicians coming up. So primarily, this is more of like a musician show, but I'm trying to kind of divert into different avenues, like Jimmy Rook. Uh, he's a magician. And um, last week, I had the Rock the Mic podcast creator. His name's Mike. So I'm going to do other things other than musicians. If you have any suggestions on who I should approach to come on the show, uh, please give me a holler. You can go ahead and send me a DM if you want. Um, you can just put in some comments on some of these posts that I've got on the page, and um, I'll go ahead and do my best to try and get them on for you. Maybe a uh, favorite musician of yours, um, anybody, it doesn't matter, actor. We got an actor coming up, Nick Puya coming up in a few weeks. So uh, anybody that is in the entertainment field, anyone that's not in the entertainment field, that's doing something that you think is extraordinary, uh, please let me know about it here at the Absolutely Live interview. Um, just send me a DM or put it in my comments. All right. Thanks again for everybody that came on tonight uh, and watched the show. I really appreciate it. And uh, my name is Greg. I'm the creator and the host here at the Absolutely Live interview. And I really hope to see you next time. Thank you so much for letting me be part of your night. And I will see you again very soon. Thank you very much. And I am signing out here on the Absolutely Live interview. Thank you.